Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Thursday Bagels podcast. Uh, the Australian Open starts tomorrow like regardless of where you are uh if you're in australia that's great for you go have a crack at it and just watch the australian open it's one of my dreams to go to melbourne and actually watch it i haven't been to a single grand slam yet but like i feel like in my bucket list i would say probably australian open is top priority even more than wimbledon but we're not here to talk about that as the australian open starts tomorrow the draws have come out on thursday morning if you're well, at some point between Wednesday and Thursday, depending on where you are in the world. And Vansh has already recorded the WTA um, draw preview with Miles David from Tuned Tuned Into Tennis. You can find him on Twitter as well. Uh, we're going to leave um, his tweet also in the description of this episode so you can follow him. And also go watch this episode, by the way. Uh, it's really good. And it's also in the description of this episode. So... Um, without further ado as well, we are going to review the ATP draw today. And Vush is here again. How are you doing, man? Doing good, Andre. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this major. You know, recorded the WTA pod yesterday with Miles. He was a great guest. Uh, you know, this is that time of the year where we uh, sheepishly make our predictions for good or bad. But regardless, it's just fun. It's like half the fun, whether you get it right, get it wrong. It's, uh, you know, it, it's fantastic. I love doing this exercise. And it's the happiest time for a reason. I mean, you know, some of the, all the best players in the world besides Alcaraz are in this draw and uh, it should be a really, yeah. really good one. Yeah. And just before I jump in, just in case I said Miles Davis, <laughs> it's Miles David. So if I did say yeah. that, I don't remember. Uh, it's Miles David. So um, yeah. And back to the Alcaraz part. Um, I was actually just looking at the draw and honestly, I feel like if Alcaraz was playing this draw would be so much different. Like things yeah. would, would have been so much more different for, um, it could have been so much more difficult for Nadal, um, Tsitsipas as well. Rude could have struggled a bit more as well. Um, the, the fact that, that Alcaraz is out is actually makes the draw more balanced for, <laughs> for some reason yeah. I find. Yeah. And also Djokovic was seated fifth and now he's yeah. fourth. So and now he doesn't get to maybe like play Nadal in, um, in well, in a quarterfinal, which would have been yeah. the case if he was seated fifth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, him and Alcaraz in a quarterfinal would have been, uh, you know, you would have been hoping that would have been a semi at least, right? So that's his, yeah. this is good, I guess. Uh, one less player for the rest of the field to worry about. Mm -hmm. But as far as this draw, you know, I mean, I really like it. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think it's the most balanced for sure. I think the top half is a lot more heavy. I mean, you have yeah, Nadal, Medvedev, Tsipas. Uh, you know, other dangerous contenders. I mean, Teofo just made the U.S. Open semis. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Sinner in there. You have Felix. Uh, a bunch of the loaded names are in the are in the top half, and the Djokovic's section is definitely a bit lighter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, especially his early rounds, he'll be glad with the draw that he had. He can sort of work his way into the tournament. But yeah. I guess we can sort of start with the first section um, right away. The first match uh, is a match I'm super excited about between Nadal and Draper. Uh, you know, what are, what are sort of your thoughts on on this one? Because Draper has obviously been playing exceptionally well, one of the dangerous opponents, unseated yeah. players that Nadal could have possibly faced. Nadal obviously, you know, been losing a lot more in the second half of last year and also the co first couple of matches this year. I don't think his level is drastically poor, but he just hasn't had the match wins and the yeah. and the, and the confidence going. But I think uh, this is going to be it's going to be fascinating with Draper going really far uh, deep in 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 Adelaide uh, this week and the quick turnaround. I think uh, Rafa will be glad that this is best of five sets uh, if it's in the heat, uh, which it likely will be because it's in the day and he has the physicality advantage as well. But uh, nonetheless, it's a very tricky match. So yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, 
Draper is a left-handed tall guy with like a big serve and big forehand, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is the type of guy that Nadal doesn't necessarily always like to play. So yeah. um, if he th if things are working for him, Nadal pretty much likes to play just about anybody. But I think that being a left-handed, like with a heavy, heavy game, I think Draper could cause trouble. But I do see Nadal like coming through on, in four sets in this one, if not straight, um, depending on like yeah. well, he's, how he's feeling. I feel like they might same old trade um trade first and second set um but i think that i don't think it's gonna go like too far deep into this but it will be good for an adult to like get that practice and just starting off with somebody who can like push him to like play a good game it's better than just kind of finding somebody who's just missing a lot of balls all the time of course like draper could come out and play a terrible game but i don't think it's gonna happen i think Yeah. When, you, when you come out like on center court um, against the defending champion Rafa Nadal, there is barely anything to lose for you to be like feeling too much pressure about like winning this match. So I feel like it's he's probably gonna feel pumped about it. So um, he's obviously don't want to lose. So um, I think it can. Yeah, you'll have to be that. sharp. Yeah. You'll have to be sharp right off the bat. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, Draper is also pretty patient from the baseline. Uh, I, I watched him play actually at Queens. His backhand is very solid as well. Yeah. You know, um, you know, pretty, pretty complete. Like he shot up the rankings uh, quite big last year, yeah, uh, and the year before that, and he's very close to being seated. Um, but you, you know, right, there's no working his way into this tournament this time. So I think you know Nadal is very aware of the task, and he knows that his he he's uh, improved at least yeah. his level and his reps since the United Cup. So this uh, this is going to be fascinating for sure and then obviously it doesn't get any easier i mean he's got potentially brandon nakashima obviously he won the next gen finals won his first title last year um i'm a big fan of his being from san diego and i, I happen to know him also a little bit personally but um if he faces off against nadal that that's also going to be tricky for nadal i think uh you know a two-handed backhand who can take the ball early on the rise and yeah. rush the nadal forehand especially on the cross court and take it down the line his backhand is exceptional um, and also, you know, you know, McDonald as well. They should have a good match there. But I'm definitely picking Nadal still to get to the first two rounds, just purely based on his experience, uh, willpower. Also, just I feel like his level will just pick up as the tournament goes on. But yeah. it's not an easy draw. It doesn't get any easier. I think actually his third round, uh, potentially against Nishioka, is maybe maybe a good seed that he would have wanted. Yeah. Start, like with, with, overwhelming yeah. Weapon. yeah. I think with Nadal is is becoming consistently more difficult to predict like what's going to happen to him in the tournament um normally i would probably just say that he's going to reach the semifinals at least um regardless and probably would lose a set or two here and there like maybe three but um now i still feel like he could make it to like semis maybe even a final the one thing is just like now i just i just really want to see him like a match at a time like it's Every match could be a different story for him if he gets into like a like a like another like a bunch of slugfest and like loses like wins a couple in four and maybe a one five setter before the quarterfinals. I think it could get rough for him. Um, I am mostly I I I see Nakashima being like trouble, but I feel like he still doesn't. Well, he might prove me wrong, but I feel like Nadal is too experienced, too good, too intelligent now to to. Um, be troubled by Nakashima for a five set in a in a five setter match. Um, I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking mostly at Tiafo in this section of the draw because yeah. I feel like I feel like he could be very energetic and he's very physical as well. He could make this match hell for Nadal if he's playing like really well. Just like remembering how what he did to Akras in the U.S. Open last year is like I couldn't even believe that match went to five sets, but he did. Um, yeah, and also beat Nadal. You know. Yeah. In four sets in the in the fourth round, granted Nadal had some concerns with his ab injury, but nonetheless he played a yeah. played an amazing match, the best win of his, the most key landmark win of his career so far. So if he can keep that up and live up to his seating, that would be great too. I mean, him and Hachinov in the third round could be exciting as well. Hachinov and him have played a couple of times in majors, and I always thought Tiafoe was going to win those two because I still think he has a higher ceiling for sure. Yeah. But uh, Hachinov paces himself very well in best of five and. Yeah. Tiafo sometimes can dip a little bit in focus, but I think with this kind of a crowd, with um, the type of energy that he plays True. with, and some of the improvements in his forehand, I think as well, and also how big he's he serves. I, I, these courts are fast, by the way. Like they use the a lot, they use mm -hmm. the AO Dunlop balls, and they're usually pretty pretty light, and it's going to reward like first strike tennis and big hitting. And Tiafo has really improved in those departments. Yeah. Hatchinov can sometimes get a little too passive, stay behind the baseline. Yeah, but I'm, I'm curious by this 
uh, yeah, by, by this quarter. But I still have Nadal and Tiafoe ultimately coming through. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if somehow Hachanov ends up facing, well, and definitely we're just still picking just Nadal to reach the the fourth round at the yeah the fourth round of this uh the section. But suppose that Nadal makes it and he plays Hachanov, I I see some of the same old like maybe a four setter. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going the way of Hachanov. I feel like Nadal is too. Um, he's too good at like taking his chances when they show to him. Um, but Hachanov yeah. is not really that kind of guy. He, yeah. as he said, like sometimes he can get he can get too passive. He has a bit of the same trouble as like um same problem as um as Dimitrov in my opinion. Sometimes it's, doesn't necessarily pick the best shots in the occasion. Sometimes it just so the this, this, the the opportunity just presents itself right in front of his face, and sometimes he just keeps rallying. And yeah. uh, I feel like that's a bit of like. But Tiafo has uh Tiafo can be a little too much, like he can pull the trigger a little too soon at times, but um I feel like he's getting his he's gotten a lot better at uh his game since like two years ago. So I feel like Tiafo yeah. Nadal is a fourth round for me. And I'd say Nadal goes yeah, through. I always worry about Hachinov, just his ceiling. I mean he's lost his last twenty two matches against top ten players. So the last time he beat a top ten guy was July twenty nineteen. Been a long time now. Yeah. And he hasn't won a title since that Paris masters and I, I know he made like a, the u.s open semis last year he was in the finals of the olympics won the silver medal he uh you know made a wimbledon quarterfinal as well so he tends to do better in these best of five tournaments but but i kind of agree with you like mm-hmm. uh you know i i if, if him and tiafo play i i feel like tiafo can definitely hit a higher gear yeah so i you know and as far as first round matches in this one you know really nadal draper is what i have my eye on nakashima mcdonald maybe as well uh, i think you know, there's like Nimer and Nishioka. Those two guys are real grinders. They could play for four or five hours against yeah. each other. <laughs> I could see that one going five sets. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But even the section below that, I mean, we have to talk about Medvedev because Medvedev, uh, you know, obviously quite the arc for him last year, right? Uh, you yeah. know, coming so close in the final, not not being able to get it done. And then also, I think in my opinion, he has a even harder draw. I mean, you look at his section. I mean, also he has Herkach in there and him and Herkach, you know the head-to-head has not been kind for Medvedev. He's lost. I think it's three. It's yeah. three-two for Hubie, and one of them came at Wimbledon. Another one on grass. Another one in Miami last year. Yeah. And he has to so, get through. Um, he has to get through Corda as well. Like he wants to go yeah. to to Hubie. Corda is the match that I'm kind of circling, and even like a Huesner, yeah. I could see that being dangerous. He's like a fast serve and volley or lefty, uh, you know, on this court. And he, yeah. he won a title last year. He beat Rune in the final. Yeah. I know it was indoors, but he's slowly like he's in the top fifty now, and he's kind of one of those lesser talked about Swiss players. But uh yeah, Corda is really the one that I want to see him and him and Corda. I still have a few questions about Corda physically. Mm. Uh sometimes I you know maybe Medvedev's you know rally tolerance and his ability to cover the court, it might just cause Corda to press a little bit too soon. I uh, maybe liked his maybe would like his chances a little better if it was best of three for sure. I mean we, we saw how well he played to start of the year Corda. Yeah. You know nearly beat Novak. But um, it's still going to be really, really fascinating because yeah. Horda has some of those tools in net game uh, to, you know, rush Medvedev sometimes, and particularly because he hits the ball, he can also match him backhand to backhand, which I think is going to be very key. It's going to be a similar type of thing to the Djokovic one, in a way. So yeah. I, I really hope we get that match, uh, him and Korda. And you also have Shapo in there and Herkach. Yeah. Herkoch is the highest seed, but he's never been past the second round of a hardcore slam, which sounds crazy because he made a Wimbledon semi and he's done so well in Masters 1000s, yeah. but he always just has these roadblocks in second round. I remember last year he lost to Vashka, second round of the US Open. He lost to Manorino really handily in the second round of Australian Open. The year before that, he lost to Seppi, uh, you know, who's pretty much like basically retired now. Yeah. So those are some shocking losses. I worry about Sonego for him in the second round. Yeah, that's true. Because, uh, I you know, somehow so for some reason I just completely missed Sonego in in that one. Yeah. But yeah, I think it could definitely be trouble. That uh, even even Chapo, like uh, you know, that's kind of a fifty fifty. Like him and Chapo, I could see that going kind of yeah. either way. I think Chapo is always like the wild card in the sense, like he yeah, his ceiling is extremely high, and he can five best of five. He can kind of. Have has more time to be able to um, get over uh, maybe a bad set or a bad game, and he can kind of kind of like what he did to Nadal last year, like where he ended up going over to five sets. 
um, and just a, a bad service game just kind of cost him the match pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and back to Medvedev a little bit. I feel like Medvedev is like a a player that I don't even want to like comment on in a sense, just because I don't know what what his level is at now. Like he plays he plays a really good match here, and then he goes for like a bad match next. I I don't know what where he's at at the moment. He kind of um, he lost to Djokovic, which um, just like two weeks ago, which is it's it's fine. It's like it's Djokovic, so um, we can always um, take that with, with a grain of salt, like regarding his level. Um, yeah, I think he still has some lingering scar tissue from last year's final. Yeah, same. Obviously, you have the hernia thing. Uh, yeah. He wasn't able to play Wimbledon, but I really think it's last year's match above everything else that. Yeah. That's still like I don't know even if in this short off season he's been able to really, you know, iron some of that out. He's yeah. coming back to this court where he he had them. I mean, that's a tough final to lose yeah. that he lost. But yeah, but I do feel like he has some closure to to to, to find in, in Australia this year, even if he doesn't win the title, which I don't think he will. Um, but um, I feel like he can if he can like put his mind into it. Like we're back at ground zero in a sense, um, so we can just yeah. kind of. Forget about his ranking, also, forget about his uh his shortcomings. He's darn good. I mean his through, floor yeah. is Medvedev's floor is still one of the highest. He hasn't lost uh before the second week of a hardcore slam since twenty eighteen. So it's uh, yeah. you know, it's been like, like consistently the last eight slams he's done round of sixteen or better. Yeah. And I still expect more of the same here. I mean I still even though as much as I see Korda as kind of dangerous, I don't see him beating Daniel. Yeah. So I still have Medvedev coming through yeah. and I think I'm picking Chapo in my section. Uh, just because I think uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Chapo has quarterfinal points to defend. I, I also kind of like the way he's been playing. Uh, a little mm-hmm. bit more consistent since uh, since the US Open last year. Yeah, and, uh, You know, these courts should suit him. And best of five, I think, also helps him out a little bit. Because if he plays one or two, you know, bad sets, I still think he he can find his range. Gives him more time. And some of these opponents are not super threatening. Uh, Escobedo or Daniel, that's a good second round. First round is very winnable. Second round, he may not get her catch, so I kind of like, I, I kind of like him to get through to the fourth. And then if he plays Medvedev, yeah, I, I think Medvedev is more or less comfortable in that match. But they've had some good ones too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still leaning Medvedev to get out. <laughs> but if yeah. it's if, if Medvedev plays her catch in the fourth round, then then I think you know we could have some serious questions. That's true. Yeah, if her catch can make it through and beats Chapel, I think we could still see like a good match between uh, Medvedev so I'm yeah. still gonna I'm still gonna like give like a like a some fa- I have some faith in um in Medvedev for now and just I'll pick him to get through to the quarters as, quarters as well and mm-hmm. I always want to believe that Hurkacz is going to make it but I do think that Shapo is going to make it to the fourth as well and I think we might see a five-setter between uh, him and Medvedev mm, yeah I would I would like to see that yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool, and maybe it's good for Medvedev as well. He comes out through that like as the winner. So, yeah, I wonder how Nadal will look after those first three rounds. Let's say that Draper goes four or five, Nakashima goes four or five. His third round, maybe he's more comfortable in that one, and the fourth round, I could easily see that being a night match on Rod Laver Arena, Tiafoe and Nadal. I mean, that's oh, yeah. blockbuster. Absolutely, yeah, that's definitely most likely going to be a match of the night. Yeah. But I just, you know, I'd be surprised if Tiafo pulled it off twice in a row. I mean, history just says that it's it's really hard to do that against one of the big three. But yeah, we'll uh, see. We have to see how Nadal is doing as well. Like that's yeah. like a bit like what I'm feeling. It's like I, I just, I'm I really just want to see what Nadal is going to look like. I I'm going to put him through just because. Yeah, I mean, I can never just count this guy out. He just yeah, me too. You know, he, he even last year, and he just always sets expectations so low, and he, he talks the same way no matter who the opponent is. So. With, with that kind of mindset, I just think he's so yeah. singular focused in that way. So I feel like but I still it, have it. Yeah, I feel like Nadal sets the expectations low in a way that like he never really wants to say how he is feeling about a tournament. Like w- w- there was one tournament I think last year, Roland Garros, where he said like I want to win. <laughs> but like before yeah. that, I don't remember a single tournament when Nadal like, came in. Maybe probably like Wimbledon uh, before he did it for the first time. Yeah, uh, but like that's over a decade ago so like i feel like yeah nadal is just say say those things so that like we we keep guessing and don't just like be like oh nadal is just gonna win anyway so just there's always like this little doubt in your mind like you're just second guessing but like is he really healthy is he is he really like 
playing all that well still and like he comes out and we just kind of have to think what think the kind of conversations we were having last year right like six months off he gets covid he has the foot problem he he wins melbourne 250 but he plays pretty much no one very good to win it i mean no one inside the top like 90 yeah And, and then you're thinking oh like you know you know, Medvedev is a favorite. There's there's Zverev. There's all these good, really good players, even though Djokovic isn't playing. And then yeah. he just sort of takes it one match at a time. And the next thing you know, he's like, he's in the final and he's just beaten Berrettini and he's won yeah. that five yeah. better. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. They, be, they just, yeah. yeah. And last year's final is so weird. And like Nadal is all like, I remember watching because I stood up, uh, I, I stood up late to watch it. Um, so. I remember watching it and thinking, I really want to, I think this match is going to, is going to be an epic, but then like maybe I started playing well and I was like, oh, okay, like I might just be in for like another hour and, yeah. and to Nadal's credit and Medvedev was very much the favorite to win that final. And we all know what happened and Nadal's just kind of pulled out a great scape. It was just, yeah. Kind of it was like, one of the greatest comebacks of all time. It's, 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 it's it was just question. ridiculous. Like whoever, yeah. who nobody would expect anything like that. Like midway through that match, like impossible. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I think uh, yeah, this next section is interesting. With Tsitsipas in there, Tsitsipas looked good at the United Cup. Always plays decently well in Australia, apart from twenty twenty where he lost a round in the third round. But his first round opponent does kind of worry me a little bit. Uh, I mean, I still back experience and best of five to prevail, but. Alice is a big server. Yeah. He played Djokovic like a top 10 player not too long ago in Adelaide, and he's picked up some good wins uh, but last week as well. Uh, he's not one to be underestimated in the sense like he has, he's like one of those dangerous dark horse, like unseated, like super big server. And I always look out for big servers against Stefanos on a fast court. Just like how is he going to handle like getting the return back, back in play and then getting himself the first you know, with the forehand that he wants and coming forward, I, you know, and will he be able to protect his backhand enough if it's, it's getting rushed by pace? So, I, you know, and then also where's his mindset at after he lost in the first round of the U.S. Open and, you know, number one was on his mind and he just played a pretty much inexplicable match to lose that one. So I just wonder, because if he gets through his first round, I really like his draw. Like, I really do. Like, you know, his second round is, like, I can see him winning. His third round, I, I see him winning. Yeah. The fourth round against Sinner. Sinner has some injury question marks in last year, and he has a very good head-to-head against Sinner. It's like 4-1 in his yeah. favor. He beat him twice last year, including a route in straight sets in the quarters of the Australian. So if he can get through the Hallis match and just get in, get into the tournament and have that win, I mean, he is looking good. Yeah. You don't see uh, Muzari being difficult for him? Yeah, to some degree, but I, I, I mean... Not so much. Not on a fast hard court. I, I think yeah. maybe on a clay court. Uh, they played each other in the first round of Roland Garros last year. That was a two sets to love comeback from Steph. But I, I, in Mosetti has definitely made improvements, and he's he was played better in indoors. He made the third round of the U.S. Open, but I don't see him as enough of a threat right now. He also has some tricky opponents in Lloyd Harris and Fuksovich and potentially yeah. Sinner. I, I still see Sinner as the favorite if they play uh, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult pick for me, but like I I would say Sinner as well. Like I think maybe during the off season you might have like recovered and worked hard on like his body so like it can be injury free, um at least for this Australian Open. So uh we'll see what happens. And in a Tsitsipas Sinner match, uh, it it depends. <laughs> I think the way yeah. Tsitsipas has been lately, um and the way Sinner has improved. I'm I'm even like willing to pick Sinner as well, Sinner to make it to the quarterfinals. Like I do think that Sisipas makes it okay. over to the fourth round, but I think we can see an upset in Sinner. Nice. So you're going with Sinner? Yeah, I'm going with Sinner. All right, I'll go with Sisipas. Um, and then in the in the fourth section, I mean, this is this gets interesting because Felix's section. I mean, Felix has only played one match this year. That was a a loss to Popper, and who played amazing. I watched some of that match. Uh, and yeah, I mean, right away, I'll actually, I'll ask you, how do you feel about Pospisil, Felix, first round Canadians? Pospisil has done like good progress. Like he was had a few injuries last year, but he's finally back to the top 100, which is um, on the back of like two challenger titles. But I, I mean, they both know each other's game really well and they sort of play similar in a sense, but Felix mm-hmm. is... 
it's just essentially better in every department. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I'd say Bospsil could be better than Net, but yeah, were, think, were some of the folks uh, disappointed when they saw that draw, like in Tennis Canada? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. We were, we hated it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. So it's like we have we have three Canadians in the draw, and somehow they end up playing. Two of them play in the first round. Like, what the heck? <laughs> no, so, but I think yeah. I mean, you know, Felix will have to manage himself and his. Like, I, I don't worry too much about Felix's best because I know his best is like up there with the very yeah. best. It's just you know, if he has a if he has a bad patch, a bad spell. Yeah. Like any weather, it I do think, I do think he's better equipped now than let's say he was yeah. at the U.S. Open uh, for sure. Because winning all those titles, you know, winning the Davis Cup for his country, and that first round loss, I kind of just uh, throw out a little bit because that was two weeks ago, and you know, I I, I still think he's going to be in good shape. Uh, that Stan Mochan match is interesting, so we could have Wawrinka versus Felix potentially. Yeah. Even though Wawrinka has struggled against lefties lately in majors, but um, yeah, another first round that I, and obviously Cameron Norrie has been playing amazing. Yeah, uh, won like six matches in a row, but then surprisingly lost a final yesterday to Richard Gasquet from four one up in the third set. I did not see that one coming because, <laughs> I mean, Gasquet I thought was much further past his prime. I mean, he still has some really good tennis and he still plays occasionally well. Last year he beat Medvedev, had some good wins, but I, I did not see Norrie losing that. Uh, for yeah. sure, I thought he was heavy, heavy favorite. So, yeah. nonetheless, yeah, I think I think Nori is just so steady, and his first three rounds, really second, at least the first two rounds, look pretty pretty tidy to me. So, yeah, I I think FA like I I might be riding on recency bias a bit, but like I feel like last year the way he's played um, leads me to believe that he can find solutions a lot quicker on court. Um, Mm-hmm. He can stay calm and he doesn't like default to like a um, ball bashing and inside out forehand all the time. And he can find a lot of better, a lot better answers on his serve. Um, so I think I don't, I don't see Felix, um, getting out before, before the, the, the fourth round in this one. If somehow, um, Pospisil plays amazing, I think Pospisil and Vavrinka would probably be the best, the biggest, um, challenges he could face. Mm. Um, I don't see them being um, the ones who are going to upset Felix. I might be wrong, obviously, but I, I do think uh, Felix is going to go over to the fourth round. And I'm struggling between Chorich and Ori right now. Like, I think yeah. Chorich can be extremely tricky, and he played fantastic against Tsitsipas um, during the United Cup. I think he won that match, didn't he? No, actually, he didn't. He was 4-1 yeah. up in the third. and Yeah, he did not. Crazy. But he was... Uh, but- but he generally has a good head-to-head against Sitsipas, and that's a nightmare matchup, usually, for Steph. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but, I think... But he yeah. also has Lehechka in the first round, and Lehechka is one of those guys to watch. He he yeah, made the next finals final, and he beat... I, I know Zverev is still coming back from injury, but he beat him handily in the United Cup, and he yeah. he, he, he played well from what I saw there, and he's he's like just an up, up, upcoming player. Like, hits super flat and hard off both wings, really good ball striker, pretty decent serve, and sometimes George doesn't always perform super well in majors, at least not so far. Yeah. Um, apart from one US Open quarterfinal. So, you know, I I wonder if maybe we'll get an upset, but I could also see Chorich and Nori like having a really good battle in the third round. And yeah. You know, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah just because just... Nori actually made it like a didn't he make it to the semis last year at Wimbledon? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Semis of Wimbledon. So he yeah. made it to the fast sport. He's been playing well. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Nori as well. Though I, I do feel like it's going to be if I would say I would want to see maybe a five set between him and George, but I think it's like four or five between them. And I would say uh Felix makes it to the fourth round and I think he he beats Nori as well. He's a good head head to head against him as well. So I think yeah, he beat yeah. him like two or three times out of yeah. three, three or times four. out of four, I think. And three he times lost out of four, once. yeah. He lost to him in Los Cabos. Yeah. In the semis, and he was a and he was a three setter as well, which was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of struggling to pick. I mean, I I will say just because Nori might be fatigued by then. I mean, he played a long week this week, but mm. but Nori doesn't get fatigued. That's the thing about him. He's he's got amazing lung it's capacity. A machine. <laughs> like he's just he, like, he could run for days. He's yeah. like he never gets tired. Like I haven't seen him physically ever tired. Yeah, that's just not his. 
thing. So I, I, yeah, I do wonder. I mean, him against Felix, but if Felix just comes out playing amazingly big, you know, boom, serve forehand, and just imagine if it's in indoor conditions. Oh, oh yeah. like you know, you know, I, I guess yeah, Felix. I mean, if these some of these matches are indoors, if we get a lot of rain or something in Melbourne, he would be quite pleased. I think. Yeah, with how well he's been playing indoors. Yeah, but... If it's indoors, like I would definitely have to back Felix. So he might yeah. want to hope for for some rain. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'll put it this way, like I have Sipas in the quarters and I, I have a feeling like if it's Nori, you know, I, I think I still like Sitipaz's chances, even though it's a lefty. But yeah, if it's Felix yeah. on this kind of a fast court, then I might start leaning Felix. Yeah. I'm gonna go Felix semifinals against Nadal on this one. Felix beats um Sinner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just for the purposes of us being different, I'm gonna go for something else. I'm gonna say uh just because some of these matches are like Nori, I'm gonna say Nori gets to the quarters. Sitsipas beats Nori. Sitsipas is in the semis. Mm-hmm. We can pick uh, our our finalists later on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, I, yeah, I, I know what my final is, but I'll just I'll save it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's the top half of the draw. So I got you know Nadal Medvedev one quarter, and then I got Sitsipas Nori in the other. I think you have you have Sinner. You have Sinner I have uh, Nadal and. Who was it on the other side? You half? have Nadal Medvedev too, right? Yeah, Nadal Medvedev and um, Felix, Felix Felix Sinner. Sinner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Give another heartbreak for Sinner, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's come close. Uh, it had match point against Alcaraz at the US Open. Uh, match of the year. Alcaraz should not have won that match. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, actually, Alcaraz should have probably won the second set. And That's he should true. have won the third. So it's like, you know, to be honest, yeah. like, I don't, like like that match, like I don't think either of them choked. It was like just fantastic, like all five sets. You just like so you peak in exciting. the right moments and clutch. <laughs> yeah, like Alcaraz played that match point really well. Like he played a good percentage point there. Yeah, so but there was say... a, yeah, there was one of the no, never mind. There was like one of the forehands that Sisipa, that Alcaraz played, and I think the third and second side that he he hit okay. into the net or out. It was yeah. ridiculous. After a ridiculous get, like yeah, shot. Uh, that was that a love. that 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 shot would have defined the match for so many players. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm I'm kind of glad now in hindsight he missed it because we wouldn't have gotten that amazing epic. Yeah, so. true. Uh, but but here's another popcorn first round, right? Bottom half, Rublev team. Yeah, disappointing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thing uh, for team fans, obviously. Yeah. Have uh, you know such a solid top eight player in the first round. <laughs> also, Rublev, I think in general has been tough for team, even when he was healthy. Yeah. I just think Rublev takes the ball so early off of both wings, and he can rush team a little bit on a fast court. Uh, I, I mean, they haven't yet played in best of five, so that's the other tricky thing. You know, I think I still think team can make this very competitive. I definitely think he's win yeah. a set, maybe even two. Mm. But I just don't think he's he's ready. Like maybe come by the French Open if team stays healthy. Yeah, I I can see him winning matches like this, but maybe right now is just a little too soon. So I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say Rublev gets through. Yeah, same here. I think Rublev's forehand right now is better than than teams. Than teams, um, yeah. I, I think overall, that. if like teams like peak team level is, I think he's better pretty much everywhere in the game. Yes. But I think Rublev's forehand is going to make team uh, team forehand like pay a little bit, and I think this is going to. To call the match a little bit, like if he gets into those um, cross court forehand um, rallies, which Rublev loves, um, I think it's I think it's going in Rublev's way as well. I think three or four sets. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I see this being kind of like the PCB match team played at the US Open, uh, to be honest. I see it being like, yeah, uh, you know, tight four sets. Yeah. I'll say, you know, yeah, and then Rublev, you know, I don't think his draw is super easy. Like he has, no, it's definitely not. I mean, Dan Evans in the third round is even him fits. Like that's a that's like a three three head to head. Every time they play, it's like it's fifty fifty. Yeah, because Evans has the slice; he can get it out of Rublev's comfort, you know, contact point, and he can just bother him with all the variety. He can bring him forward to the net. Rublev not the best volleyer in the forecourt, so I kind of uh, and it's a fast court too. So Evans gets a little bit more out of his serve. Yeah, for his height. Uh, but you know, also, I five, think, yeah. Maybe I'll still back Rublev. I'm getting him to the fourth round, but I, I'm not super confident. Like you know, yeah, that Evans is a serious foil, maybe. But it's the other section between Kyrgios and Rune that really fascinates me. Obviously, Kyrgios he has all these distractions around him, right? With the Netflix documentary, yeah, uh, hasn't played also this year apart from that exhibition against Djokovic, and he is. But you know, I think I think he's healthy and he's going to give it a really good shot. But, um. Yeah, potentially also Gasquet in the second round, who he has a 2-6 head-to-head against. But, you know, a lot of those matches were a long time ago. Yeah. And really, Rune is also a big question mark. Like, he comes in as the number 9 seed, but we haven't seen him really play at all since Paris. And that's a yeah. long time ago. So, and yeah. how will he handle the pressure of being seeded ninth in his first slam as a real contender? Or at yeah. least one of the second-tier contenders. Yeah. I, I, I'm afraid um, Rune might have, like, one of those problems of, like... um early seeds as a young player in which you just kind of get caught into a bunch of um, five setters. You got Krajnovich in the first round, which is not a good, it's not an easy draw. That's a tricky first round. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like it, I could see him if he's um, too nervous of like struggling a bit like with the pressure and like going five sets on this one, which is kind of like a bad and Ramos Vinoles and Cressy like in the second round is pretty, it could be pretty rough as well. Um, yeah. Because, well, I guess they're both more experienced players and Cressy gets this annoying um, servant volley game, which could yeah. get into Rune's head. He's just, he's a very young guy. Yeah. Um, I think that's my biggest question mark with Rune is like just the mentality, like how will he handle like his temper, you know? I, I think that's maybe still, he's a little bit like hard headed sometimes, I guess. A little yeah. bit, I think Steve Flink called him highly charged, which is a good phrase, I think. Yeah. And he's but but his game is very complete, you know. I yeah. don't see a lot of holes in his game, like really none. Yeah, it, he's super physically strong. I don't think the cramping is an issue anymore. Yeah, and when he's at his best, I mean, you don't just beat five top ten players in a Masters one thousand draw like that. I mean, that's one of the most impressive things. Yeah. I've seen, and to, but... to be fair, like after he's played that match against Djokovic, I. I I wonder what kind of pressure. Like it is a different kind of pressure for sure. But I feel like he got no. he had he had to save so many. Um, break points against Djokovic in that final it was he was not yeah. it was hardly earned <laughs> like uh, the trophy that he got it wasn't easy um Djokovic certainly didn't give it to him yeah so I mean also the same like, match points against Stan in the first round Stan yeah. missed like a, like a second sort of block return and if that yeah. goes in play we wouldn't even be talking about Runa right now exactly yeah, that's crazy yeah so I I will say I'll back I'll say Runa Kyrgios third round yeah, well, and, that would be fireworks. Yeah, so, for, I don't. Yeah, I, between them, it's it's hard. It's a hard pick. It is. I feel like Kyrgios would definitely be like pumped up by the crowd, but it, he's yeah, he's, he's even high, to, even yeah. even more highly charged than than Rune. So I feel like it could it yeah, could go yeah. the wrong way for him in that sense. Ugh, it's a, that's a tough. I feel like that I will have to pick between Kyrgios and Rune to reach the quarters in in this section. And I think yeah, because I think either of them. If they play Rublev, I like either of them. So same, yeah. I'll say Rublev fourth round versus. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put Rune in it. I have Actually, never mind. I'm gonna put Kyrgios in the quarterfinals. Okay, good. <laughs> we have something different. I yeah. have uh, I have Rune in the quarters. Yeah, so. it's like I, I I'm in a sense like I feel I felt I felt it that you're gonna pick him and I was like my head says Rune is gonna make it, but I I feel like Kyrgios can was going to do it as well and also to be different. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. No, I mean that, that's a it's a pretty hard match to call, actually. So yeah. Uh, yeah, because I also think Kyrgios is also giving it one last push again, because and also Australia, like he always at least gets to the third round here. Yeah, he likes to play there as well. So he normally gets yeah, stopped in the third of, round because he's unseated. So like to, the country like, puts a lot of pressure on him as well. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's this tournament in Wimbledon that he really gets up for. Yeah. And. Yeah, 
But I mean, oh yeah, now we get to Djokovic's section. Pretty friendly couple of rounds. Don't see much of a threat. Yeah. Either of them. I think Dimitrov, Karatsev, potential third round, but I, I think maybe Dimitrov gets there. I, I think Karatsev is a little too erratic, hard to predict at this point. Uh, I feel more comfortable about Dimitrov. Yeah, me too. Even though you never know, but I still feel more comfortable with him. Um, I think Diminor and Karina Busta, if we get that, that could be really good. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're gonna get. To be fair, I feel like Deminor is he's a hundred percent pumped up to play in Australia. So yeah, yeah, and I mean they played each other at PCB and Deminor yeah. in the U.S. Open. They yeah. had this amazing match point. Yeah, uh, PCB hit this ridiculous tweener. Yeah, although I do feel like Deminor could be upset by either Manorino or Isner. <laughs> Yeah, that could that could happen. I, I'm yeah. not feeling as confident about Isner because he's come back after a really long layoff. Australia, he doesn't tend to do as well as the other three yeah. majors. And yeah. he doesn't like the surface yeah. too fast. And Manorino is this is a really good surface for Manorino, like very yeah. good, perfect yeah. for his game. Yeah, I'm I'm more confident on Manorino, but I feel like Deminor takes on Karina Busta, yeah. and I think he makes it to the fourth round. I, I have him too. I have him beating. Uh, PCB. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a fifty-fifty, but I think Divinor gets it done with the crowd. I think they play a big factor. Yeah, and we get the first ever match between Djokovic and Divinor, and of course, I have Djokovic winning that. Yeah, so I could see oh, Dimitrov peaking somehow and like forcing Djokovic into a fourth, uh, maybe, maybe fifth. But the, yeah. a fifth set's like it's almost wishful thinking. So uh, yeah. it's it's a sad reality. Unfortunately, like it's hard to see Djokovic not. As the heavy favorite, not only yeah. in this, like let alone in the in There's the main draw. There's just players in this section this who section, have yeah. like any like firepower weapons. I mean, if you put, I mean, like in his quarterfinal, if he plays as Kyrgios or Rune, for example, that'll yeah. be his first really big test. I think. Yeah, true. I think so too. I think Djokovic care like. I don't even think he's gonna lose a single set. To be fair, he might lose a set to to Dimitrov, but I think he's gonna come through into the quarters. Like, yeah. On, and like, also we should mention i mean novak yeah. is kind of dealing with a little bit of a hamstring nickel yeah but i think you know with his preparation with how good his team is and taking and how good he is at taking care of his body and the extra days off in between these matches yeah. and so far it hasn't really hindered him he had to stop his practice early once against medvedev um and he did actually suffer against medvedev in adelaide mm. uh, but was still able to play a very physical three-hour 15-minute final and you know, with the recovery and everything, I don't think he's pushing it too hard. And he said he's being cautious uh, in this in the press conference before this tournament just yesterday. So I think, yeah, I don't see a situation where Djokovic is physically so compromised that he can't get through these yeah. four rounds. And plus, like I just I just read today, by the way, that Djokovic winning the title, he becomes number one again. So yeah. it's obviously that like tying Rafa number Nadal and, and becoming tying, number one yeah. again like I, I think it's too much um for Djokovic first time in Australia since 2020 I think yep so yeah that's I don't think he's gonna I think he's gonna push through I think he's gonna do like a like like he did like when he did like with the 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 abdominal tear or Nadal did like in yeah this RG can't last. be nearly as bad as that I mean that yeah, was 100% yeah oh that was I mean he had a legit tear in there that was a that was a serious injury, like that one. I mean, yeah. I think so. I mean, unless, even yeah. he had, you know, even after he injured it in his following matches, until the semis, I think by then it was more or less taken care of. But exactly. So yeah, I feel like I, th- I feel like Djokovic doesn't have anything physically that's going to make him lose early. Yeah. Um, so by long way, as we he... should say there's there's a lot of contenders for number one actually in this tournament because yeah, there's three of them. <laughs> yeah, Casper Ruud if he wins. Yeah, all of them if they win. Apparently, like uh, on the ATP tour, I read that if Casper reaches the final and neither Djokovic or Tsitsipas win the title, yeah, he becomes number one. And, and if either of them the wins the title, they become number one. Yeah, and if nothing, if none of these things happens, then Alcaraz stays number one. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but in a so, way, I kind of wish uh, Alcaraz remains number one for a bit longer. So, yeah, I would, I would too. I mean, he's already like at almost twenty weeks, which is yeah. pretty crazy at his age. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but, but I do think you know, there's one guy in here who I feel really good about, and even though he surprisingly lost to Brandon Holt in the first round of the U.S. Open, that's Taylor Fritz. Yeah, uh, he just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, he's improved his game loads in the last year and a half, and just looks the business out there, you know, in those yeah. United Cup matches and. Beating several top ten players. I mean, his backhand, his forehand, his serve. 
the movement has improved. The mental game is right there. I mean, he's one of the best in clutch situations as well, winning those tie breaks. He's got a brilliant record in deciding set tie breaks as well. And him and Djokovic was a very good match in the World Tour Finals. Yeah, 7-6, 7-6, very, very tight. He served for the second set, had some chances in the first set too, but he didn't he didn't really do much wrong. It was just Djokovic being amazing and lock, in lockdown mode mostly. So yeah. I think uh, Fritz, he has a very good draw, actually. I like yeah. his chances to even get to the semis, actually. I think I have him in the semis, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, and then you have Zverev, number twelve seed. He's coming back from the injury and doesn't look nearly as good. But he's handed a he's gotten a pretty decent draw. Although I do see Gofan potentially beating him in the second yeah. round. But yeah, you keep saying that this is a good draw, but honestly, I see a lot of people here who could be pretty problematic. <laughs> like for Fritz, um, for or everybody. For... Like I feel like this entire draw yeah. is a bit of an enigma. I I am I'm with you. Well, I think possibly. Fritz... I mean, I think I feel like, like Fritz Zilish goes through. Really, yeah, Zilish really hasn't been in form in forever. Yeah. I think he might even be outside the top hundred. Yeah, uh, I think you know Popper and saying like I you know maybe Kachmanovich can trouble him for a set or two. Yeah, you know maybe Shelton like maybe but Shelton has no no experience yet so far in the majors. He was amazing yeah. in challengers. Yeah, uh, it, that's definitely well. a, a new level for him. So I feel like, like he's yeah. like honestly, I could see like JJ Wolf getting to the fourth round. Like it's not out of the question. I mean, Shelton has not been playing very well. Thompson yeah. is a very winnable first round, even though Thompson is good in Australia, but. Yeah. Go fan, like I could see one of Go fan. Yeah, it's it's just like go. all of all of these guys, except maybe for Fritz. They are they're come and go, like they're they hot and like hot and cold. And Zverev is coming back from injury. Yeah. Um. So Schwarzman hasn't been playing super well lately, and so hasn't Kachmanovich. But they are capable of playing incredible tennis. So are, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of a question mark in terms of like how they're gonna do. But it, I feel like it could be clear after first uh, after first day um, yeah. how how easier or harder is Taylor Fritz's path as the top seed in this section of the draw to the fourth round. Um, yeah. I, I honestly say that Fritz goes through um, to the, to I, the I quarterfinal, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I'd be surprised if he lost. Like, yeah. you know, like even if Zverev got to the fourth round, I don't see Zverev beating Fritz right now. I just don't. Yeah, same. I feel like Zverev might not even have the physical stamina to withstand like five setters at this mm, point. He hasn't played since Roland Garros. I think he played like uh, exhibitions last year, but like that's yeah. that's not nearly enough. He played enough. in the United Cup. He lost to the Hechka handily and he lost to, I mean, Fritz just took him apart like easily. Yeah, exactly. Like, so he needs to, win, So yeah, there's a, he's, he's a long way back, a uh, long way yeah. from his best. Um, so I would say... I would oh, say short. I'm gonna pick Schwartzman in the fourth round. He's gonna oh, okay. play. Uh, yeah. He's gonna play Fritz, and Fritz is gonna just beat him in in four. I'm gonna say four sets, just because Schwartzman's a he's a machine and he battles for forever. So I will go with JJ Wolf. I like the yeah. way he's been playing recently. That's a that's an interesting pick. Uh, I wonder Wolf how many ranking like, points uh, ranking, uh, ranking so he's gonna jump if he goes to the fourth round in Australia. I think, I think maybe he could get into the top fifty. I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he made a final last year and he lost to Felix. He lost, yeah, he did. And I think it was um, Florence. Yeah, and he's yeah. I, I mean, I've seen him play a few times. He's he's got the physicality for sure, and yeah. uh, it's mostly also just like Schwartzman. I don't have a lot of faith in, and <laughs> Gofan is you know not Gofan of three or four years ago, and then Zverev is coming back, so it's more just. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a tough pick, honestly. But I, I I feel like Zverev doesn't doesn't get to the third round, honestly. I don't see it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think yeah. So I have Fritz coming through. I have Fritz beating Wolf in the fourth round. I have him beating. I mean, you'll probably have him beating Schwartzman, right? And then we get to the other section, which is yeah. I mean, unfortunate again for Murray. I, you know, yeah, he's such a good player in majors in the first round again. Um. But this is going to be a really fun match to watch. That's that's what I'll say. I think it. I think it won't be straight sets. I think he'll get at least a set. Yeah. Um, but I, I it, it's difficult for me to ignore um, just that Berrettini is a favorite, unfortunately, for this one for yeah. Andy Murray fans, for Murray Musings, <laughs> yeah. mostly, and if and of course many others. But yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that Murray's gonna make this into a five setter. Well, I would love it. I would love that. Yeah. I think I think Murray. I'm gonna say Murray comes through in five. Oh wow! So you're picking Berrettini first round upset? 
Yeah, I'm picking Murray oh, to I, upset Berrettini. I think Murray isn't done I like yet. It. <laughs> I, it's just that, yeah, Berrettini has been so good at getting to the quarters in these majors. I mean, he's that is the true. last five that he's played, he's made the quarters are better. Yeah. That includes a Wimbledon final and an Australian Open semi. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's say, very yeah. good at beating the players he's supposed to beat. Like, that's his that's true. Yeah. thing. And best of five, he steps up. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just has those non-negotiable weapons with the serve and the forehand. It's just so hard to get that return on his backhand side. Yeah, I mean, Murray is one of the few players that he could do it. Uh, in in his prime, this match would be, this match would be like no question. Andy's winning this in his prime, yeah. but it's just, yeah, it's just that, uh, yeah, Murray's just lost that full step now uh, since yeah. his injuries. So yeah, Berrettini is like a good spaghetti with tomato sauce. It's like it's no one's <laughs> favorite dish, but you can never go wrong with it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be. Yeah. Take an audio snippet of that and put it on our social media right there. Yeah. <laughs> a true Italian. Oh yeah. That's that that's a really good line. That's <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh but but Berrettini against Kokinakis, maybe that could be like Berrettini doesn't have a super easy path. I mean Putin no. yeah. is very good in January and February, especially. Um although he's kind of declining a little bit, but he's still somewhat of a factor in on tour, so you know, still the top 30 player. Uh, Bubush, Bubush and Fokina, that's a very good first round. Same with uh, Struff and Paul. Honestly, all of these are very good first round matches, like for a first round. Yeah. Casper uh, Root, I'm very interested in. He hasn't played, he didn't play the Australian Open last year. He yeah. lost to Berrettini in the United Cup and lost early this week also. A little bit surprising, but also maybe, you know, maybe a good thing that he lost early. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you think Brooksby could beat Casper Ruud in the second round? You know, I hovered over it. First of all, he has to get through Mc, uh, O'Connell, who I watched beat him at the San Diego Open uh, and had match points there. And O'Connell last year was very good at the Australian Open. He beat Schwartzman and he got to the third round. He's kind of tricky. Good game to watch. I like his mm-hmm. uh, top spin one-hander, but he also has a big serve and big forehand. Yeah. I have a feeling, yeah. Like, I have a feeling Brooksby will still get through it. Yeah. Uh, and he'll get to the second round, and he can bother Rude for a set or two. But I, I just don't think maybe he has enough weapons. Like Rude's forehand is eventually going to take over. It's true. Uh, his his serve is 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 not something that can give him a lot of free points at this moment yeah. for Brooksby. And that awkward game style and all of that, Casper should be used to that because he already played Brooksby last year and beat him. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was on clay, but yeah, you know Rude has improved his game a lot on hard courts. So yeah. I guess uh, I think it could be tricky maybe for a set. Maybe maybe. Maybe Brooksby wins a set, but I think Rude uh, comes through. Yeah. In the, the way... real test for Rude, I think, is going to be like a, a Tommy Paul or a Fokina who's beaten him at Roland Garros before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Rude. Gosh, after I picked Murray to beat Berrettini, I have nobody to pick to reach the fourth round. So uh, I'll say Bautista Good makes it okay. to the to the fourth round and Rude beats him kind of handily. It's like a three sets. Yeah, interesting. Like, you know, I still have Berrettini and Rude getting there, but I just don't know who's going to win that match because they just keep... Yeah. Like that, you know, at the US Open, I was expecting a very close match. Berrettini was coming in as a favorite and he just did not play well at all. It was one of the first yeah. times in a major against a non-Nadal Djokovic player where he just didn't play well. I feel like Rude also played... A phenomenal match. Like I haven't seen. Oh, he was outstanding. Playing I mean, like that was, good in forever. He was, he was really, really good. Like he was finding yeah. Berti's backhand. And his backhand was ridiculous. I like he his level yeah. dropped a bit, and like his his backhand didn't get wasn't that good towards the end of it. But for most of it, Rude's backhand was yeah was impenetrable. I, like Rude was I, just worry a little bit about Berti yeah. physically. Yeah. Like he gets so many nickels and injuries, and even in the middle of matches. Just with his physique, and he's also defending semifinal points, so he could slip down even further in the rankings. And he already missed two majors last year. Yeah. And Root is just much more physical, and just when he's hitting his backhand better, there's no question it's better than Berrettini's. A hundred percent. It's a yeah. matter of you know, can can he find that in that inside out cross court inside yeah. in? Can he avoid that pattern? Yeah. And Berrettini is so good at, but yeah. Root is. I mean, I mean, his backhand has improved loads on hard court. He's taking it a lot earlier, a lot flatter. Yeah. But I also, but I also thought I watched the United Cup match, even though it's best of three. I just thought uh, Rude was not having a good backhand day that day, and Berrettini was. So, but we'll mm-hmm. see. It's it's a very interesting matchup because they both have one super strong yeah. side and one weaker side. Yeah, I do think that Berrettini has the ad- 
bit of the advantage that his uh, slice uh, backhand is really good. Yeah, so, he does a good job setting up. Yeah. His... but I don't think it's enough to like break Rude. Also, Rude also made a, a like great improvements in his backhand. So he changed yeah. a bit on his motion. So it might be one of the reasons why he wasn't super sharp. But I think he, he made a technical change and he made it very quickly. Yeah, and I also think he defends better off the the backhand yeah, now. I don't think the here, pace yeah. bothered him. He just defends him. better in general than Berrettini. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know to be fair, like he does now, he's not doing it like he you know he used to just rack up two fifties, but he hasn't won one since Geneva. Yeah. He's been getting to more bigger finals, and he's kind of been pacing himself for the big events. So if Rude and Berrettini do play, I'm going to stick with Rude. Yeah, me too. I just think, yeah, you know, he's just so darn reliable right now. Yeah, in in big events, at least. Yeah, so, I will. I will pick. Um, I will still pick Murray uh, for the uh, the upset, and I think Murray is going to lose to. And that's that's a a long way, but like I feel like I say Murray loses to Bautista Good in the third round. Oh, um, so you think he beats Berrettini and Kokinakis? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's yeah. I mean, if you ask him, if you tell him that before the tournament, that's a pretty good run for him, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. So. He'd be pretty happy about that. So yeah, I think so. Unless he just plays a very bad match in the third round, but yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, Fritz against Rude. Gosh, I mean, if Fritz plays Berrettini, I like his chances a lot. Yeah, I just think of the baseline rally; he's a lot more solid backhand to backhand. And if he plays rude, it's going to be a little more complicated. I definitely yeah. think. You know what? I'm picking Fritz. I just Fritz, think he's ready. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. he, he's primed for a big run now in in a major. Mm. Like that's the only thing missing now. He has won. I, I, I what makes me just convinced about Fritz every time now these days is just that self belief that he has, and he also has Paul Anikon on his team, Mike Russell. He's improved his. I mean, every single short ball that he has now on his forehand, he just ends the rally. Like it's. It's scary yeah. how good it's gotten now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And how good he is in the clutch moments. Yeah. So I'm going to pick him. Yeah. I'm going to go Rude in five and then okay. uh, yeah. Djokovic in four right. to the into the final. So, uh, yeah. I mean, so those are our semis and quarters. I guess, okay, okay yes. To be clear, so my semis again are. Oh wait, actually, did I did I see? Uh, yeah, I said I said Tsitsipas is getting so I have Djokovic against Fritz. That's my first semi. Yeah, did I say FAA on, on the semis? You did, okay. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what. Uh, oh yeah, you have to say who's going to win between Nadal yeah. and. Medvedev. I would say I'm going to pick Nadal to win. We're going to have like a Djokovic Nadal final. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this is the the boring pick. But also the really good pick because who doesn't like a big three uh, shootout? Yeah. So, you know, I have some question marks about Nadal even getting there. Just yeah, which I want to I want to pick FA, but I also but I think Nadal is gonna is gonna do it. And I picked Nori instead of FAE. And yeah. you know, if if Medvedev does beat Nadal, he has to do it in three or four. Like if it you know the longer the match goes, I still think Nadal has the advantage, even though he's much older. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, Medvedev is. You know what? I'll pick Medvedev to beat Nadal. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll nice. say Medvedev beats Nadal. I'll say Sitsipas beats Nori. So we have a Sitsipas Medvedev semi. And we have a Djokovic Fritz semi. I pick Djokovic to get to the final, although I wouldn't be surprised if that's a close match, him and Fritz. Hmm. Uh, maybe four or five, but Djokovic comes through. Sitsipas and Medvedev is very interesting to me. They've met in the last two Australian Open semis, but Tsitsipas have now won four of their last six matches. He started serving and volleying a lot against him. He's changed a lot of his tactics, using the backhand slice a lot better. Just isn't as intimidated anymore by Daniil. And Medvedev has some adjustments he has to make. And Stefanos, you know, and him played a very close match last year for three sets until the fourth, where Medvedev just ran away with it. But I think this time I'm liking Sitsipas. I think so. Mm. I think I have a Sitsipas Djokovic final, and I have Djokovic winning that. Yeah. In three or four sets. I wouldn't be surprised if it's straight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... I feel like if Djokovic gets to the final, he wins. 
Yeah, I think semis or finals. He's never lost before yeah. in Australia. He's yeah. eighteen and zero after the semis. So I say he goes twenty and zero. Yeah, and Steph gets to his second major final, but first at the Australian Open. All right, so we got to win this. Watch, watch Steph lose to Hallis in the first round, and then yeah, yeah. all this was kaput. But yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of first rounds there going to clear a lot of uh, of questions, I would say, but. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So how... you have you have Djokovic and Nadal, right? So Nadal you have Nadal beating Medvedev. Yeah. And then Nadal beating Nadal beating Felix. FAA. Nadal being, beating Felix. Was oh, it Medvedev? No, it was Tony again in the in the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, so you have Nadal beating FAA and then you have Djokovic beating Rude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beating Rude in I think it's going to be straight sets in the final as well. Yeah, and then so you have Nadal beating... You have Djokovic beating Nadal in straights in the final? Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I think I'd love to see a Nadal-Djokovic on a hard court, especially since it's been a long time since that's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, since 2020 ATP Cup. Yeah. They, they keep meeting at the French Open every year, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> it might happen this year again. Who knows? If they... Yeah. if they, There is a chance, actually, that they might have to meet in the final if they are to meet again in the Roland Garros this year. Yeah. I think they're also both playing Dubai. So yeah, we could see another match there if they they play on a fast court, just like this one. But yeah, this is going to be a very interesting tournament either way. I'm glad a lot of our picks are differing. That makes it so much fun. Yeah. Although both of us did pick Djokovic to to win, but I mean, it's it's kind of an obvious pick though. Like, yeah. If, we're, if we're going really like head, otherwise I would have picked like um, FAA against Djokovic or FAA against Fritz in the final, and then FAA wins the Australian Open, um, which would be wow. insane. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like those. Those are all really good picks. Like I could see them all happening. Yeah. Um, what about the Murray Berrettini one? <laughs> not that one as much. Okay. But... <laughs> But you know, you never know. Like, yeah. what if Berrettini is a little bit hurt? What if Murray is just playing the match of his life, and he wins a tiebreak or two? Yeah, it's kind of like it's like thin margins. Like even at the U.S. Open when they played, like Murray was up a break in the fourth, and he just like didn't hold on to it, and he'd won the third. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's maybe the, your boldest prediction, I would say. Yeah, isn't maybe. it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Murray getting into the f- third round, losing to RBA. Mm-hmm. That's that that I will see how that one goes. Like everything might crumble in the first day. So uh yeah. yeah. And that was it. That was the ATP, well, rather the men's draw at the Australian Open uh with the ATP players. Uh draw starts today. It's Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, January 14. Tomorrow on Sunday, um in the Americas. PM, yes. 7 p.m. EST is yeah, the 7 p.m. EST, the Australian Open starts. Are they opening with Nadal? Who's the opening match? No, the opening match on Rod Laverina is Coco Goff against Coco Goff. Katarina Siniakova. Uh, uh, yeah, and then a... Nadal, is, Nadal is the third match on Rod Laver. So if you want to watch Nadal Draper, that'll probably be at 10.30 p.m. EST. Cool. And I know we, we already did like the WTA one, but I golf Siniakova should be an interesting one though i do not see golf losing yeah. that one so um, oh actually before we end this who is your pick for the wta oh cool like who's your winner you can give me a final as well if you want i'll say i don't even know who's in the is sabalinka spiontek a possibility for the final it is yeah yeah uh, that's my final and i say sabalinka wins that one i have the exact same final and the exact same winner. no so. way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That that was I, not. I planned. went more chalky. I went I went more chalky on the women's side I, yeah. this time than I mostly normally do. But I also think in general, you know, seeds do very well at the Australian Open compared to the other four. Yeah, the other three, I should say. But yeah, yeah going to be very interesting. Interesting on both sides. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that concludes this episode. And uh, again, thanks thanks for listening. Um, you can follow us at um, at Tennis and Bagels. Vansh, actually at Tennis and Bagels official, I believe that's the yeah. our new handle. Um, Vansh is at Vansh V2K and I am at Rolandberg. Andre Owen, who is in Australia <laughs> uh, to enjoy the Australian Open. Um, so jealous. Is, 
<laughs> same 100% jealous uh, I'm here and it's like minus 10 outside or something like that exactly minus 10 outside in Montreal so Owen is enjoying the summer and the tennis and you can follow him at Tennis Nation uh, he's going to be posting tons of updates uh, totally uh, that's his thing and uh, yeah thanks for listening thanks much for the good discussions again and let's see How, let's see how we do this year with the predictions. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, no matter how we do, I know it's it's going it's going to be awesome, and we'll have a lot to talk about. But yeah, this was yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. All right, so thanks again, y'all. Um, have a great Australian Open. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 